it better Hey Jude Don't be afraid You were made to Go out and get up The minute you let her Under your skin Then you
you really going out with him? Well, there she is. Let's ask her. Betty, is that Jimmy's ring you're wearing?
time for the sun.
minister who thinks that he has his program all together until he runs up against a lady who shows him that he ain't got it together. His name is Reverend Dr. Lee. Reverend Lee. He went to the water and he prayed to the about old Satan's daughter, yeah. It seems in a dream, child, while he lay sleeping, she climbed in his bed, starts rubbing and weeping. Oh, she was twisted. She was begging and pleading, loving and burning, panting and breathing. Reverently, she said, Reverently, she said, Lord knows I love you, child. I would not even place God above you. Reverently, he lifted his arms high, said, Heaven. Touch me. Just then the devil emerged from the water and he said in a dry voice, your God will not bother.
hard to find is some peace peace of mind when the fathers and the mothers the sisters and the brothers no time to rhyme no time to rhyme no time to rhyme
Flat Black Plastic, folks. Thanks for listening. This is the Mutiny Radio.fm. As usual, you reached us in the pledge drive, so we need you to go through the website like you got the. get all the shows and then use the option to click and give us some money because we could use it. Hard times are coming. Thanks for listening. Support your support us.
can't do nothing for me. You should tend to your business and leave mine alone. Because as far as this man is concerned,
seven underscores. You know, I love going to restaurants downtown, turning your frown around, and like everybody, falls countdown. <laughs> hey, I'm ready to crumble. Now let's watch a full-length Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's an acronym. Our show is called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Give me an L. Give me a W. L. What is that? W. L. Give me an F. A. L. F. Give me an L. L. O. Actually, we're just going to watch a movie on YouTube. We want you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. And if this really floats your boat, we would love it for you to subscribe to our podcast. Our name is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, give me an L. L. Give me a W. Give me a W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, damn it. That's the second time. Didn't I tell you the rules? I have to start all over. Listen, the rules of the multiplicity is that the first time it's... All right, anyway... So what we want to do is that you're going to listen to the podcast and watch the movie on YouTube. Carl, what's the movie today? Today we are watching The Jerk 2. It is The Jerk, comma, T-O-O, 1984, in parentheses. We like... Oh, I never... Yeah. We like the publisher Deranged Visions. If you search for The Jerk, comma, T-O-O, you will find Nightmare Matinee, The Jerk 2, 1984... Publisher Deranged Visions, or, or channel, I should say. Well, that channel is terrific. This guy really loves movies. And uh, I do see a couple of YouTube channels where not only do they put as many movies as possible, but they kind of make them a matinee because they'll show, you know, they'll post in at certain times. Uh -huh. So this guy, if you have a couple of movies, check out his uh, the videos on his channel. They're fantastic. Uh, you know what? I'm going to subscribe right now. Click. Wow. It's a loud mouth, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll say, hey, Carl, all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to uh, go ahead and click the link, Nightmare Matinee, The Jerk 2, 1984, from our dear friends, Deranged Visions. Hit pause. Once you get to it, move that slider to the left so you're at zero, zero, zero. We also want you to subscribe to our Twitter feed, yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Hello, I want to Join us on Facebook at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, that's, I think that's all the promo I got. We Oh, I should mention, if you don't have the patience to wait for this to drop every Sunday afternoon and evening on, on your podcast feed, listen to it first. This show streams first on mutinyradio.fm, thanks to the greatest station manager yes. in the world, Bam Gen, uh, Benjamin. Yes. Yes. And we want you to 
Before we start the movie, this is our only ad. Go to Venmo and donate money to Mutiny Radio at Mutiny Radio. Okay, so uh, normally uh, I'm actually very excited to bring up uh, a gentleman who will count down. Uh, yeah, Countdown King himself, the maestro of descending numerals. When it comes to multiples of three, he is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Paul Brumbaugh, host of the show before us. Paul's not here right now, but will you please welcome in his place the Paul Brumbot. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Okay, so, let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome, Mr. Paul Brumba. Alright guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Very excited. Wow, it just go, kicks right off into the credits. Because it's TV, it was over TV. I know. I saw this in 84. This was kind of a special thing. Look at all the stars. Ray Winston, that weird kooky guy. <laughs> now, doesn't he look like the guy, our friend from the Annihilators, Bud the Chud? Yeah, he does look like Bud the Chud a bit. But Like if Marty felt yeah. that Bud the Chud had a baby. I saw Bud the Chud on the TV pilot for the television version of Blazing Saddles. That came out in 1974. Garrett, whatever his name is. So he's been he's been no stranger on television. This was a weird thing. This is one. I I don't really see this happen that, as much. Even though we live in a streaming world where movies become TV series. Yes. This is a direct sequel that premiered on television. Right. It's not really a sequel. It's like a reworking of the jerk. It's like a different story. And it was executive produced by Steve Martin. Well, what does that mean? It means he was looking to make a TV, you know, just make some money off of a concept. He didn't have to do anything, you know. And I just want to say that the the song, you know, the theme song, who's that guy who wrote Short People Got No Reason? Oh. Yeah. My dad, Randy Spiegelman. He was big for a short time, and what they were trying to do is bite off that fame by making a song that really sounds like he wrote it. Oh, come on. There must have been another L.A. white guy like Granny Newman. I love L.A. We love it. I'm I'm being ironic. Don't take it at face value. (laughs) Now, this is Navin Johnson, just like the original movie, and he is so dumb He'll believe anything, and that's what these kids outside the window were saying. They had he was collecting eggs and thanking each chicken individually, and they did a painted softball. And he's like, "You won't believe uh, the egg that just came out of here." And they they put it, you know. Now there's some spinning good a story our- about the bull, this horrible bull, and how he has nasal congestion. And would you please go blow his nose? Uh, (laughs) Uh, I'm only laughing because I fell for that once, you know, and I was in Newark, which is the worst part. Now, what's unbelievable about this movie, 
is that he would be so dumb. Now, Steve Martin, he pulled it off. Yeah. But this guy is just like, uh 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 Why do you think Steve Martin pulled it off in The Jerk? He pulled it. He pulled a lot in The Jerk, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> jerk off. Uh, he was what? believable as what a you dummy, think? you know. Um, what's a good example? Like, the butler comes and says, there are people from charities here. And he's like, no, send them away. There's mu- many people much more deserving than me. And he goes... <laughs> No, yeah. sir, they want you to give money. And Steve Martin, like, he thinks about it. He goes, oh, okay. Like, it's believable he's that dumb. This guy doesn't pull it off like Steve did. Gotcha. Also, Steve didn't hang out with children. The Nathan that I know from the theater would not befriend children. Well, there was that one child Bernadette Peters was uh, being the babysitter for. Right, I guess so. Okay, so what? Okay, this guy is Harold, his brother, and we know him from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, right, Lamont. Yeah, um, Shock Cinema, which we saw in the movie Grindhouse, is one of the uh, movie uh, magazines at the at the Big Red or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a great interview with him, and he talked about all his uh, uh, films. Hero is not a uh, uh, hero is another word for sandwich or uh-huh. or something like that. Space. That was interesting. The Karate Kid. Yeah. His name's Larry B. Scott, and he really is only here in the beginning. Well, he was making he was making some some stardom with Revenge of the Nerds back then, right? Now, what we learned with the bull is that Naven is very good with animals. Like hostile animals will not attack him. That's what we learned, and that'll play out throughout the movies. Now we're going to learn that he's really good at cards, shuffling them, and like Just right like, now, uh, Steve Martin. He was like, um, "There's one card missing from the deck." He goes, "Well, what card is it?" And he flips through them. And he goes, "Ace of Diamonds," and his father produces it. Ah, that's pretty good. You think these are stunt hands? Yes, I definitely think these are stunt hands. Look at that shuffling. All right, the queen's in that pile. Fuck. <laughs> you know, the, the trick to three-card Monty is that you're eventually going to win. So you just keep losing, and then, you you, you know, you let it ride. Oh. And then eventually you'll pick the queen. Yeah. That is sound advice. Here, allow, me, allow me to demonstrate. Now, there was a guy on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood who was Mr. McFeely the delivery person, and this guy's trying to be Mr. McFeely. Right. He's even, you know, putting on his affect and everything. Right, well, Pepper's Farm remembers. (laughs) Exactly. Now, he just kissed him on the cheek, by the way. He was waiting for a letter from his pen pal. Now, he's been pen pals with this girl since the sixth grade, She's out in California. God, this is too much plot. Already, this movie is just like firing at full cylinders. Yes. You know, one, one, one thing about The Jerk is that it does it does walk a very thin line between just outrageous and offensive. And, you know, the opening family bit, I don't think 
it's not a question that it can't be done today. I don't think anyone can pull it off. Like they they pulled it off, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's worth to see. The, yeah. There's talented actors out there that could be, like, um, remember that guy we like who was um, Corey something pet detective? No, that wasn't it. Oh, uh, yeah, Jim Carrey. Love no, him. No, um, not him. Jim Carrey could have pulled it off in his uh, when he started. Um, yeah, but. Uh, there, there's actors out there that could do it. This guy cannot do it. This guy was famous for being on Fridays, if you remember that show. Yes, which, by the way, if you are a streaming meister, you can watch it. You can get Tubi, T-U-B-I, and you can, or Pluto. I think it's one, Tubi or Pluto. Uh-huh. They have the complete season of Fridays, and I watched them on a great episode. So, as you know, Fridays was a ripoff of Saturday Night Live, and it had Larry That's true. David, That's fair. And it had Michael Richards, and it was a Los Angeles version. So they aired it live at 8.30 p.m. Los Angeles time. Mm-hmm. And us little kids in the East Coast saw it live at 11.30. I, Andy Kaufman showed up, and he broke character, and he got angry, and he got into a fight with Michael Richards on the stage, and uh, there were, no one was informed that he was going to do it. And it was a big deal, and it's in the movie Man on the Moon. But what is very little known is that Andy Kaufman returned to Fridays and on the opening of the third season, which is available on TV. I keep bringing this up because The Jerk 2 was on it, and The oh. Jerk 2 played a a druggist, a, a pharmacist right. who's kind of popping pills. Yeah, and he's screaming, he's yelling at the Space Invaders machine, and he's like, you know, Michael Richards shows up in drag, and he's going nuts. It ends. There's a commercial break, and Andy Kaufman comes out to present the musical guest, The Pretenders. Uh-huh. And he goes, uh, before I bring him up, I just want to talk about that last sketch. Uh, drugs are bad. They're a crutch. You know, they numb the pain. And he proceeds to talk about drugs, uh, the dangers of drugs, and how that sketch was wrong. So long that they had, they never got to The Pretenders. They had to cut to a commercial. <laughs> Boy, that Andy and Somebody else. He goes, someone goes, rock and roll. He goes, yeah, I know, it's entertainment, but I just want to be clear that, you know, drugs are not good. So, yeah, Andy Kaufman. And then the pretenders, so my brother and I saw that back in 1980 or whenever it aired, and uh, we thought it was the police, to be honest with you, but uh, we were shocked, and no one really brings up that stunt he did. I watched the rest of the episode, and the pretenders show up and perform four times, so don't worry about the pretenders. And Andy Kaufman, that was about it. You know, he he pretended he was married, he was born again, and he married a, a gospel singer, and they sang a song together. <laughs> but yeah, that guy was the the pharmacist. Oh, so they're reenacting the racist parts in uh, the jerk one right now. Okay, so that's really interesting. You say that you call it racist, but I don't know. I think he was trying to make a joke. Like I was born a poor black child. Obviously, he wasn't. He's right. a white person. So that's the joke. I'm not but, sure why it's racist. Right. But well, no, that's the thing. The, the reason why I think it's so good is that he, he commits to the joke. You know, he actually, you know, the joke is, is in front of us. And that whole speech that the father gives about the difference between shit and Chanel, uh, yeah. and then he steps in the shit is classic. Yeah. I and mean, that's really funny. And then, yeah. It's just believable. You know, if, Na- if our Naven here had done it, 
um, his name's Mark, by the way, he would have exaggeratedly stepped in the poop, you know what I mean? Like, but, and they wouldn't show it on TV. Or they make a sound effect. What's really TV. weird about race in this movie, they don't say it directly. He never says, I was born a poor black child. Later in the script, he's going to show a picture of his family. He's going to get kicked out of a place for it. But they never talk about why. Interesting. Well, it's it's TV, I guess. Yeah. They really, they probably brought it up just because it was in the movie. But now his name is Mark Blankfield, um, and he was in the Incredible Shrinking Woman. You know that one. Um, yeah, I like that one really. He was in Robin Hood Men in Tights, but who wasn't? Um, and you he know how he was on movie. Fridays. Yes, uh, that's probably where I knew from. Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, Dracula, dead and loving it. I mean, he did his stint. You know, he had his fame, but it pretty much went away in the 80s. He did go on to be in, like, he made an appearance in Night Court uh, on the Jamie Foxx show. He made an appearance on Saved by the Bell. Uh, he was on in Arrested Development, which is about the coolest thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm re-watching it. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep a lookout. We missed. Uh, okay, let's see. What's her name? It's gosh, we missed a famous actress um, who who was in Bullworth. Who was in? Eh, it's too late. She's passed now. But uh, oh, I'm sorry to hear my condolences. <laughs> she did die. She died in two thousand one. Her name's Helen Martin. And she's known for Repo Man in 84 and Death Wish in 74. Oh. And she was in House Party 2 and she was in Dr. Hollywood. She's just always like the older um, grandma type black lady. Uh, she's pretty much a stereotype, but but I like her. She's she's um, she always plays yeah. her role well. By the way, this turkey leg never acted again. This yeah. is it. It got eaten that day. Okay, so the big comedic point here is Naven wants to know which track will take him to L.A. And so when he finds out, he starts walking the track. Ah. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. See, the thing is, you see how he does it all happy and I'm proud and I'm walking. Steve Martin would do it like, like, well, I finally found the track. I don't know. It's believable. <clears throat> all right. Now we're hearing a mm -hmm. bunch of music played by some hobos and Naven will be curious about that and go over and try to listen to the music. Hobo to go. Yeah. I really will Ray Walston. Oh yeah, Ray Walston. Who's a who's a, Who a, fan of, a, a part of this show from Kiss Me Stupid. Remember? Dean Martin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was terrific in that. I was just trying to think of what movie, like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, was that around 84 when this came out? Um, was, yeah. Fast Times in Ridgemont High. Wow, look at him go. Nathan's rocking. It's not jumping out at me what year that was. Here it is, 1982. And he was on seven episodes yeah. of Fast Times, the TV series. Mr. Handy. 
We it also know him from this show from O.C. and Stiggs. Yeah, that's right. He's good in O.C. and Stiggs. And he's our Star Trek connection. Yeah. Okay. okay, so I'm going to play the audio because this is a funny gag, okay? okay? I'm all ears. He goes, what you got in the basket? And so Naven starts listing all the food and they start eating it. And he goes, that's my mom's bit, was my mom's biscuits. Ah, he's still listening to them, huh? Mm. Wow. Here this we go, here's a joke. Went straight to the bubble. See, he never like gets mad or hey, that's mine. He always rolls with it. Right. Now, I thought this guy on the right was Lamont from Sanford and Son, but it's not. No. Any more food in there? So, no, but now they food? ate it all. But now they're like, what do you got in the um, briefcase? And he just lists like clothes and stuff. But then he says cards. He goes, we uh, play, you know, do you guys play cards? He goes, oh, we've been known to play, but we play for money. And uh, he goes, I got money because his father gave him money. He's so stupid. But he's winning. He's winning every hand. I don't remember that in the first one. He never really gambled. That's right. This one, it's like Rain Man. Yeah. Oh, but look, he's giving the money back. Well, he goes, we can't play no more. We got no more money. He goes, whoa, that's because I got all the money. Here you go. My favorite is when you play cards with someone who just does not want to play. And they, like, burn through their money. And they're like, okay, I'm done. And they get on their phone. They're like, no, hey, come join us. We're going to turn the table. No, done. Come on, here, I'll throw you five bucks. Here, I got you five bucks of chips. I'll stop. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the guys who lose their money and then keep playing. They're, they're the best. <laughs> they just start taking the rings off? Yeah. I've done that a couple of times. It's like, uh, the problem with being in the 21st century is you don't have a watch on your wrist, so you can't be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to hop right. the watch. You got to leave your so daughter as a marker. Yeah. Right, you show up with, like, old-timey things like a wristwatch and, like, a, a glass case. You'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll throw in my glass case. Okay, uh -oh. suddenly they hear the train coming, and they're like, it's the special, it's early. So they're all scrambling. So he's like, come on, kid. You want to go see your pen pal in Los Angeles? I didn't really set that up because uh, you said, oh, my God, plot, right? So let me just give you that plot. Yeah. The pen no, pal please. said she, she, the surprise news that she was getting married. Um, and she invited Naven to the wedding. And so that's what this is about. He's trying to go see Marie in Los Angeles. Her name's Marie Van Buren, and she's a woman of wealth, you know, wealthy family, and she's going to marry, like, uh, the Count of Serbia. Listen, I knew she was rich when you said her name had a Vaughn in it. Uh-huh. That's right. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're not rich, I mean, when I was rich, I, I was Michael von Spiegelman for a while, just so people knew. Like that director, right? Oh, my God, Joseph Ed uh, yeah. Sternberg. I still have the, the, the DVD box set. I checked that from the library back in uh, February. That makes sense. Yeah, they held on to it, says the library. Yeah, right. When no, things pass, well, unless you, they, yeah, unless, well, they actually did do. You sneeze. They locked all the boxes. Really? I don't want this shit. Yeah. I guess I'll watch it again. It's so funny. Like I go to the library like three times a week, and uh, I'll just rent whatever I can, watch it, and return it. And now I have it, so it's like, well, I could, you know, take my time and rewatch it again, and not worth it. Uh-oh, things are bad. Nathan's on the roof. Well, they ditched him, you see. They said, throw on your suitcase. They knew the money was on there. And then they pretended that they couldn't reach him. And he's like, oh, guys, looks like we all made it. You know, he's so stupid. So now so we're learning that uh, Diesel, you know, Diesel, our friend Ray Walston, Diesel is going to... Yeah meet up with the guys later in Los Angeles because he's going to take Navin for a little tour to a guy named Suicide's Poker Game, and which uh, they're going to put him on Easy Street. So he gives him all the money. He just wants enough money to stake Navin. Now, deer don't come up to you, and Navin is feeding deer. Navin has this thing with animals. They just love him. Huh. Well, yeah, they probably saw the movie and they said they were hysterical. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, you could feed you could feed us, Mr. Martin. We loved you in the first movie. <laughs> they think it's Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> now that was like Steve Martin and Carl Reiner made a string of fantastic, really great comedies, and then they uh, they went their ways. Yeah, yeah, it was a good run. Yeah, it was a good run. And it produced a sequel. Now, that guy's a, face, I'm... I first recognized, that's suicide. But I recognized him because he was in um, that movie with, um, oh gosh, we saw him last time. Who's, who's the guy from Police Academy who we saw in Burglar? Oh, right, uh, G.W. Bailey. G.W. Bailey, right. Do you remember the Frisco Kid? Yeah. Yeah, uh, with Gene Wilder. Right. This guy was one of the bad guys the, that killed – remember they stole his Torah? and No, not the Torah. They, like, robbed him. And then when he got to San Francisco, he had a, um, he had a shootout with them in the street. Remember? Barely. I've seen that movie a couple times, too. He was – that's why I recognized his face. Now, he was in Rumblefish. Uh, which was okay. He was in lots of TV. He was any which way you can. Um, so you might recognize his face there. Yeah, I guess I would. I just don't recognize any of the roles. Like I, he, maybe he acts so well that I just don't re- remember him. And this guy is tripping me out because he looks like my buddy Charles Ezell. So getting a little chat flashback watching this movie. This this guy. This is suicide uh, himself. He was in the Frisco Kid. He was the guy. Yeah, no, his buddy there with the, the mouth breather with the beard. Oh, I think he's, yeah, he's yeah, after yeah. the table for some reason. He's not in the table anymore. They they swapped out. 
continuity. Oh, there's Bernadette Peters. <laughs> no, she she was an actress, and she's she was in stuff. It just wasn't appealing to me. I didn't even write it down. Gotcha. Yeah, he looks, like, he looks a little like Mickey Burke. What's going on here is, you know, Diesel, you're back. And he goes, well, sit down. He goes, no, no, I learned my lesson with you, suicide. I'm staking Navin. Uh -huh. It was weird how he keeps falling into card games in this movie. Right. He goes, well, no, he, he got... Brought there by Ray, you know, by Diesel, yeah. uh, specifically to beat them. So here we see, like, the passing of time, and, of course, Naven is winning. I'll put on a little audio here, because he laughs. What do you think they're playing? They're not playing Hold'em, right? They're if this playing. movie was made... Uh, yeah, but poker back in the day was like five-card draw, right? Yeah. The Cincinnati Kid, they were playing five-card five stud, which which, I, which is one of the reasons why I love that movie. But they're playing they're playing like just regular old poker, but everyone now plays Hold'em. Right. Well, Texas Hold'em got popular recently. You're right. No. Poker is always a game in which you have your best five cards, and right. there's you you could be dealt dealt seven, it could be five, you could draw once, twice, no draw. You know, it's always a combination yeah. of that. Uh, Texas Hold'em is was, really was, different from the betting. Right. Well, Texas Hold'em. I mean, it's I guess it was easier to play online, but it became a standard, and with the tournaments and a lot of money, that's right. kind of the, the standard. And uh, but you know, people will play kitchen games where it's dealer's choice, and the dealer will say, "We'll play Hold'em, or we'll play five card draw, mm -hmm. or we'll play like the variations Omaha, whatever, Utah, you know, shit like that." And this guy looks like Stacy Keach. So it's just funny that, like, it used to be for shorthand for poker, it was always five-card draw, you know. And, like, Cincinnati Kid was five-card stud, which is a really hardcore game. But now well, it's always, like, You just get your five rounder. cards. That's it. Let's bet. Yeah, but that one card, of that one face-down card is going to change everything. Yeah, You bet five times, you know. Oh, it, maybe I'm wrong. Of, more... uh, I thought stud was, uh... I mean, you bet, but you don't... Okay, so you get to reveal one card at a time. Is that how that works? For five-card stud, yeah. So you get one down and one up, and then you bet. And then there's three more rounds of betting as the other three cards are faced up. Uh, and, you know, you can look at people's cards and go, yeah, unless he gets another king, he's fucked. You know, right. or this guy has an inside straight, which is even more fuckable. But, you know, in seven-card stud, two down and one up. So you have a – and you can pick the five out of seven. It's a little more, you know, lenient. Oh, not even in his face. Yeah. Man, that's suicide. That is suicide. Yeah, you're right. You've seen this before. That is suicide. That's suicide. Does not get cake in that biker? That's suicide. 
So okay, quick, Ray knock over the bike for the colors, and he's basically abandoning Naven. But Naven's following him. Yeah. Now the um, the poker mall there. She likes Naven, yeah. you know. Don't hurt him. Yeah. So she's going to come to his well, rescue. Maybe she's an animal in real in a past life. And that's why she has such you know. a kinship with. Uh... Yeah. Now, while I was watching what? this film the first time, I really thought yeah. that she was going to become his girlfriend because that's the way the script was leaning. But that's not what happened at all. Because this is TV, right. and it's sort of like how you describe the dream. It starts at the beginning and it goes to the end. Now it does wrap itself up. It does have a respectable act three, but all this stuff leading up to it is haphazard and random. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's a. Do you think they made this movie in hopes to make this a TV show? Absolutely. And like now the internet show. doesn't know a thing about this movie. It just says, what are you talking about, The Jerk 2? I, I can tell you some stuff about it, but it never even speaks about that. I tried to find interviews. I looked up Steve Martin as executive producer. It, the internet right. doesn't want to tell you anything. It says that it was on channel. It was tonight at 8 on channel 4. Um, I believe well, I were seeking of television studios and this uh, television series and this was like a telemovie to act as the pilot for a series, The Jerk. Well, that makes sense. But what would he do every week? Like drop the dishes every week? I this guess. Tuesday, David drops the dishes again. David! That's right. Nathan. So this pretty much just died, and it did end up on a DVD release of The Jerk. that You, get, you buy The Jerk and The Jerk 2. You know, a double bargain. Yeah, but that's that's <laughs> all that really happened with this film. Well, it was a double-sided DVD where both sides had a movie on it, <laughs> and for the jerk too, it says, "Put coffee on here." Yeah. Use this double as coaster. Double as yeah. coaster. <laughs> DVDs are so much better as coasters because you know VHS takes up most of your coffee table. Absolutely. Yeah. Now he's going to get pushed off of... Oh, he's dead. He is dead. But no, this is another thing that you either like or don't like. I don't know. In a movie world, right, he just coincidentally falls right where Ray is. And Ray's right. like, I told you I'd yeah. to Los Angeles, didn't I? I think the most notorious one was Hudson Hawk, mm -hmm. where he falls off a building goes through an awning, hits the sidewalk, goes through the sidewalk, and lands on a couch inside an apartment building <laughs> yeah. where the villains are. Where the villains are. Yeah. Yeah, that's, our, that's the movie rule we always talk about. You only have six characters in your universe, so if you're going to fall off a, a, a building, uh, fall off a bridge, you're going to land in a, a haste truck with uh, Ray Winstone. Right, live. exactly. Who's playing at the Las Vegas? Let's see who's there. I would pause it and check it out. So Ooh, here Ray we Sanford have our um, uh, 
you know, it, it, he, well, it's the stip- yeah, the typical taking him to Vegas, and he's sort of like a savant. You know, I'm surprised that you don't see Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman here. So Ray is going right, to make his fortune Hoffman. with uh, Naven's poker-playing abilities. That was my favorite part of The Hangover, one of my favorite parts of that, the first movie, is that they take Zach Galifianakis to the casino knowing that he's going to rain man and, and win the money. Right. So it was just like, yeah, but he's going to rain man it, and he does. You know, it was, it was pretty funny. It was like... The fastest joke I've ever seen. They just went right. They, they, their multiple of three was more multiple of one and a half. They I'll went put three, on some four. audio because he says some. Watch, he's going to annoy this patron. Watch this. Right. So now he gets his own coin. Oh. You know what's going to happen, right? Yes. Oh, I bet that he's not going to win the jackpot. Right. You can take my offer. Wait. <laughs> jackpot, jackpot, yeah, jackpot. Like, Damn it! Three jackpots in a row. So he thinks he's in trouble, right? And when he goes yeah. to Ray, Ray goes, "Sounds like somebody broke the bank," and he's like, "It's broken." Oh, things are rough all over. So he just leaves off. God, I wonder how many. The dummy. Where how many shows that guy took from the Friday's set to, to make it through this movie? Yeah. Let's see. This was 84, probably shot in 83. I wish I could tell you because the internet won't tell me anything. Friday's was what? 80? Friday's, Friday's was like during that uh, terrible year of Saturday Night Live, yeah. 1980. Like once the season ended. They said, uh, everything's up for grabs. We'll just do our own. Yeah. And we'll shoot it in Los Angeles. And it lasted three seasons. It shot the fuck out of me. It, oh, it wasn't one season. It was three seasons? Three fucking seasons. Now, they did. Yeah, if you have the opportunity. They've been invited to a private poker game. And another friend of the really? show will open the door. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. It better be Garrett Griff. It better be Bud the Chud, too. Oh, hello. It's it's Jimmy J.J. Walker from uh, Concord Airplane uh, Airport 79. Right. He goes, he, he thinks he's being recognized. Wait, is he playing himself? Yes, he is. And he goes, you know who you look like? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know. And he goes, my brother Harold from Hendersonville. Well, how weird. Quick, name another movie where Jimmy J.J. Walker plays himself. And you've seen it. I recommended it to you, and you hated me for, for saying I should watch it. Charles uh... Robert De Niro. The comedian, remember? He's oh, like, hey, Jimmy, how's it going? Well, terrible. It's going all right, Bob. Now, wait, I got to interrupt you because we're going to see a lot of stars right now. All right. Rita Martin Morana. Mull. Martin Mull. Well, he's out. <laughs> he looked at all his rings are gone, Jimmy. So, as I told you, I looked up Steve Martin as an executive producer, and his he had a situation yes. comedy called Domestic Life starring Martin Mull. That premiered on Channel 2, and 
I wonder if that's why he was in this film, because Steve Martin produced it. What a stretch. I also think that if they saw it, well, this wasn't, I'm sure the exteriors were shot in Las Vegas, but this looks like L.A., and the interiors must have been L.A. Mm-hmm. So they must have just called up Martin he walked down the street and do this. Now, he was also in O.C. and Stiggs, another reference to... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, I like how Chinatown has, like, the the Chinatown font. The China Dragon. The racist Chinatown font. Oh, well, you know, it's, I guess that's what the, you see all the time in Chinatown. What was that about? He just they, showed up and... He finally met up with his friend like he promised. And, um, you know, he's he told him, just give me enough money to stake the kid and we'll meet you in L.A. And that's what's happening. So... Gotcha. Ray is rich, 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 rich off the back of Naven. And Naven is so naive, he doesn't even understand that. He's got this rich uh, uh, car... And he, he drops him off here and says, I'll be at the Plaza Suite. You know, we we get surprised that it's like a rich house. You know, this is his pen pal. Oh, yeah, he's trucking rich. Yeah. Oh, like, I hope oh, my diesel must be like, like thanking his lucky stars. Or I'll be in the it's... The presidential suite at the Winchester Arms Hotel. So now he knows where Ray will be. And that's important for our plot. Okay. I'm glad we talked about it. Is this the end of Ray Winstone? Look, he, he knocked that guy's we cigar. We think it is. Now watch. I'll be back. Ray gives him money. And then his friend goes... He's, who's from the West Indies. He goes, I never seen you give nobody man, any money, man. And he goes, it's not, Navis <laughs> just, just anybody. I'll play it. Uh, it isn't exactly think, touching, yeah. but. Yeah. So he genuinely likes Navin, but the thing is, yeah, he made him rich. Yeah. Oh, so uh, poor name and not more game. dumb stuff. Now look, fierce yeah. Doberman pinchers, fierce Doberman pinchers. But you said Naven is uh, friend to animals. Oh, they're like, oh, it's you, Naven. We're from, we like you. The deer in the forest told us about you. All right, look at that. <laughs> You're such a pretty girl. Yes, you are. So he's a jerk because he's good at cards and uh, dogs like him. Yeah, you see, Steve Martin's jerk never had these special abilities. Yeah. Sure, he could fly, (laughs) in my mind. You know, one of the movies, uh, and I think it's still on YouTube, I talked about it on my brother's podcast, Proudly Revenge, is Hardly Working. Remember Jerry Lewis is Hardly Working? Came out in 1979. I do. So the the advertising says he's the original jerk and there's a scene okay. where uh he's because and it was like you know he pretends he's a uh a benihana chef with the with the teeth right. and uh one of the things he does is he gets a job at the gas station and you remember the scene in the gas station and the jerk with the cans right yes. with the can, with the, oh, yeah 
So the jerky just knocks over the cans. Well, he goes, and he the jerk, and can. Can. Oh, oh. He hates these cans. Classic, right? So the Jerry Lewis version, Jerry keeps knocking over the the big pile of cans in the store mm-hmm. while the boss is just going. <sighs> yeah, frustrated. Yeah, so, you know, it's two different styles of comedy, but... Again, the jerk, the jerk does some amazing stuff. That movie is, I don't know, I just I like that film so much. It's really terrific. So they think he's the help. He's like, sure, I'll help. And then, so now he's like a waiter at this fancy buffet. Look at this. So who? This is me when I banquet later. So, yeah, so. Okay, let me come up here in a minute. So th- this uh, guy Snotty goes, "Are you planning to share those?" And Navin's like, "Of course, I couldn't need all these myself." <laughs> now he sees <laughs> Marie, his pen pal. Oh, where? She's. Well, we'll see her step up in a minute. She's going to marry this count. Uh, he is French Canadian. This guy, he's totally French Canadian. He was really um, a, a a a soap opera star. All my children loving. Um, Great. His name is Count Marco in the film, and he's Jean Leclerc. There's Marie, the daughter. Wow. And that's your father, right? She's not marrying that guy. Oh, no. And he's got no credits besides this film. You know what the real jerky thing to do is to start stripping on the fruit and laying your ass in the punch bowl on the the table. Yeah. When that happened, I dropped my monocle. (laughs) Now Uh, we have a dreamy, like, you made it! She's so happy. That little Vaseline on the... Right. Thank you, director, for hitting us over the head. Now, this director, he's okay. He did Cooley High in 75. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. Well, he so he's Crush just got, Groove. He's, he's Crush Groove. I like Crush Groove too. And here's so my this favorite. Is like this director, his name is Michael Schultz. He did Car Wash 76. He did Cooley High Car Wash and Crush Groove, and yeah. he's now reduced to being the jerk, too. Right, reduced. Yep. He needs, like, a, 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 a Medal of Honor, man. Those, those movies are great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now the butler, and right? Then... Naven keeps on saying stupid things, and the butler thinks that he's on purpose making hilarious jokes. Oh. Oh, we get to see a naked Naven in the shower. Well, he's wearing a kilt. Uh, they're called towels, Carl. Oh. Americans wear them. It's not a Scottish thing. I don't want to wear the towel. I was thinking of Sir Billy's towel, the kilt. <laughs> we are just mentioning all the films that we've watched before. Well, Sir Billy was you know a our film show. That You're movie. with us. We'll never broadcast that episode. It was just such a bad movie. Yeah. I don't think Steve Martin had anything to do with this movie other than he got an executive producer credit and probably some money for this. Agree. Agree. And 
I scoured the internet. You know, you go on a Google search. I was like on page 14, page 15. Give me something, internet. Yeah, but the problem is this is not a unique title, right? You type in the jerk too, and you get like, let me jerk you off too. Or, you know, like that jerk. No, I put in the jerk too, 1984, and I got references to this movie. But, I mean, IMDB and Wikipedia, when they laugh at your movie, you know nothing's going on. Right. You know, I think Shop Cinema might have talked about this film. I mean, I may have read about it, but I, I saw it when it came out. Uh, my brother and I watched it on TV in really? back in '84. Yeah, so this is—I mean, this is a nostalgic trip for me because I remember it was like a big deal. You know, TV movies of the week, movie of the week on TV sometimes was a big deal. You know, you got to see Animal House. Mm-hmm. It was edited for content. Yeah, but it, you got to, see, you know. So, you know, the opportunity to see the sequel to The Jerk on TV on a school night, you know. So Maria's like, would you like to, I talked to my parents and you could stay until the wedding. And he goes, well, only if you have enough room. And the the butler's like, ho, ho, sir, you slay me. Enough room, he says. Ho, ho. So we find out that Marie not Marie Osmond. Marie has hardly knows this this uh, count Count Marco. They're getting married because the father thought it was a good idea because she'd become a countess. She'd move to Italy. She'd live in a castle. That's pretty good. So she is meeting him like at this thing tonight, you know. But she was very happy to meet her pen pal and. Of course, you can guess what's going to happen. So he, here we are. There's a running gag. It's like Naven like, will make everything a sandwich. That's He's making a club sandwich right now. So right now they're, they're kindling. They're getting to know each other, and it's working well. And, of course, the Count will be jealous of this. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to make her jealous and get her, her own pen, his own pen pal. Aren't they kind of old for being pen pals? Yeah, well, it started in the sixth grade. Gotcha. That's right. You mentioned that. I guess this movie is making... Look at that. That's a killer Dagwood he made. Now, he knows the horse from pen pals, and the Count is trying to ride the horse, but the horse is coming straight over to Navin. Yeah, because animals love Navin. Right. <laughs> You're going to hurt his feelings. <laughs> now watch him introduce himself. Okay. <laughs> I'm naive. I'm naive. Yeah. Yeah. So he's Count of uh, Bosnia and, you know, Transylvania and all these places. And he's a man of title. So he's invited to st- come to dinner. And then I think he says something very funny. 
He goes, Oh, good. Thank God. He'll be at dinner tonight. <laughs> he says, try to stay out of the punch bowl. And they pretend like, oh, it's not funny what he said. It is so funny. It is great. Yeah, you never have an opportunity in life to say that, too. So he must have relished it. <laughs> try to stay out of the punch bowl. You know, Carl, I was at a party, and I, I was like a wallflower. It was kind of awkward, and I figured to break the ice, I would do the classic prank, uh-huh. turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> and it was funny. It was it was funny until everyone died of cholera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That can put a damper on the night. <laughs> so now he's jealous. Yeah. Find out he's sleeping with the maid. You know, we're being set up to not like him. Oh, thank God, because I was going to say, Naven's cutting into his action. Mm-hmm. Thank God. So he's the jerk, too. <laughs> also. As well. Also. <laughs> Now, what's really happening here is like a first date. Right. And it's... Isn't he friends to animals? Why is he fishing? Yeah. I think he's a cat. cat Now, here's a joke. Naven's got something. It's it's what, a boot? That would be perfect, but they were being original. Oh, this is 19... Oh. (laughs) Scuba diver. Chuck Chuck Show. So where did they get uh, a fishing pole? Where did they get a two-person bike? It's called a tandem. They did it in tandem. Yeah. Now look what happens. Falling on my head. And unlike Mr. Accident, she doesn't mind at all. She thinks Naven's great. Oh my God. We didn't, you know, we uh, just recently aired that episode where we watched Mr. Accident. Yep. I really like that movie. I did too. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. He could have been a lot cruder, and he wasn't. Like he, he definitely has a grace to him that I like. You know, like he. And that there was no like. Was no, too bad. He went away. 